baseball. No crying. And this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my Set God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. Welcome into Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast. It is Friday, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Celebration, baby. Uh, we're here every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday during the baseball season. Brendan Glasheen joined by Charlie Disturco. We'll get to him in a bit in terms of what he's been up to lately. That guy. And then Anthony DeBundo, of course, both contributors at Action Network. Find them in the Action Network app, actionnetwork.com. They do a great job. More days than others, uh, particularly the other day for Charlie, but we'll discuss. We're celebrating not only Cinco de Mayo here on today's program, but it's 100 episodes now for Payoff Pitch, and we have a giveaway. Just keep it with You ain't got a lie, just the ride being real. You should try to just keep it Please leave us a five-star rating and review and tell us why you like the show and who your favorite analyst is, your favorite host, your favorite producer. Shout out David Payne, Matt Mitchell, I guess, as well, when he decides to come, but mostly David. And then later this month, we'll pick a few winners who will get to choose either an item from our Action Network merch site or get a one-year pro subscription of the award-winning Action Network app. We sincerely appreciate everyone who listens and leaves us ratings before today. But if you could please leave us a five-star rating and review. Uh, so if you haven't left one yet, get to it so you can be a part of the giveaway. So we'll reveal more info as that time nears. So 100 episodes. Going strong here on Payoff Pitch. Appreciate everyone. And of course, we wouldn't make it to 100 if you folks didn't listen. So thank you very much. Let's dive into the slate. 15 gamer on this Friday. Marlins Cubs kicks it all off at 2:20 Eastern. Some great series. Some really intriguing series heading into the weekend. You've got the, the Padres and the Dodgers meeting for the first time this season. Seattle and Houston. Great pitching matchup tonight. Javier and Castillo uh, and some others as well uh, that we'll discuss, I'm sure. Best bet, we'll start with Charlie Disturco. Go ahead, my friend. Yeah, we're heading out to the West Coast. San Diego Padres to take down the Los Angeles Dodgers. Just think this is a good spot to sell LA after their six-game win streak. Clayton Kershaw takes the mound. And while he's been terrific, his advanced metrics do have some concerns. A 286 XERA, his XFIP up above three. And he has a 215 Babbitt, which has been completely unsustainable and will only regress negatively for the left-hander. And he's posting his lowest barrel rate since the COVID year of 2020. So a pitcher that I'm looking to fade at the right price. And I think grabbing San Diego at home at plus money here is a great bet. You Darvish taking the mound for San Diego and his ERA has been a bit inflated. You know, he pitched in that Mexico City game, gave up three home runs. He's he's a lot better than what you saw there. A sub 200 expected batting average, which is his lowest since his debut in the in Major League Baseball in 2016. His expected slugging is his career best right now. His barrel rate's below seven. So all the issues that we had with you Darvish last year, really not a, a factor this season. And he's extremely deep arsenal. He's throwing his sweeper a lot more. The three pitches of the sweeper four seam slider has been a great matchup for him he's pitching extremely well the numbers maybe not indicate so but i think this is a good buy low sell high spot 
We've talked about San Diego as a team to kind of target as the season progresses because Tatis had that suspension and Machado and Soto were non-existent in April. Well, this is the start of the time to do it. Plus money against the Dodgers. I think they're live and I think that they're the better team here. Our presenting sponsor is BetMGM plus 100. The current line right now for Padres money line against the Dodgers. These teams are separated by just a game in the standings. First meeting of the year should be a good weekend. It was a good weekend, these teams, and they met last couple of years, so it should be really good. And see if Arizona can hang around. We get the Diamondbacks taking on the Nats this weekend, so if they can handle their stuff, those other two beat up on each other. Best bet from Anthony DeBundo. What do you got? Yeah, first, I was just discussing this with a friend. Uh, Cubs point five, first time of the year. Uh, when the weather's good, the wind's blowing out at Wrigley Friday afternoon baseball uh, we bet Cubs 0.5, and I especially like this not just because of the the the, the angle of, of them being at home with the weather good and the wind blowing out, but the pitching matchup I think is a pretty solid favorability for the Cubs. The reason Edward Cabrera, we've talked about him on this pod, we love the stuff, but we don't trust the command. He's prone to blowups because he walks too many hitters. That's a major danger uh, given the conditions at Wrigley today. I think it's going to be very favorable for offense. Why you saw the total up at nine, you don't see a ton of Marlins totals that high. Uh, with the uh, optimal wind blowing out to the left. Matt Mervis is making his debut for the Cubs today. Very excited about his bat entering this lineup. And the thing I like most about the Cubs in this matchup is that they are bottom five in the league in chase rate. They do not swing. It pitches outside of the zone. They're a very disciplined lineup. And going up against Cabrera, who you know walks hitters consistently and will fall behind in counts, I think it's a very bad recipe. Compare that to Justin Steele, who I think is about as good at controlling batting average on balls in play as any pitcher in baseball. He has a little bit of that seam-shifted weight going with his stuff. Uh, it plays better than maybe his strikeout minus walk is. Uh, and I think you know a lefty against this Marlins lineup, which continues to be uh, one of the three worst offenses in the league against lefties from a strikeout minus walk rate perspective, is not uh, a great matchup for them either. So I'm laying the run line. I don't do it on home teams very often. You get the... Uh, Fewer at bats potentially because of that. Right. Only eight at bats, but uh, at plus one twenty, I like it. Wind blowing out today. Go Cubs! All right, and I liked your. I enjoy, I laughed when I saw your tweet yesterday that the the Cubs might just mess around and win the Central. Um, so you're you're a believer with this uh, this Mervis call up. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, uh, I bet them this morning at uh, six to one. You can find plus six fifty out there. On the Cubs, I think when you look at the underlying numbers, first of all, their Pythagorean wins say that they actually should have about 20 wins by now. They've been very unlucky in close games. They've had a couple bullpen blowups that have certainly cost them. They got walked off on yesterday. But their pitching and their hitting are both in the top 10 in uh, ex-WOBA. So that's allowed in hitting-wise. So it's encouraging. They call up Mervis. They were getting zero production from Eric Hosmer and Trey Mancini. Now Mervis is up. Uh, and he uh, profiles as somebody who had a huge breakout last season in the minors uh, and, and is a very disciplined hitter as well. Does not chase, has a good uh, sense of the zone. Strikeout rates were, were sub 20% in AAA just by hitting for power. Walk rates above 15%. So it's very encouraging for Mervis. Uh, the bullpen's the only real hole, I think. And it's something you, they could address at the deadline or something they could potentially do internally. They have Jeremiah Estrada. They just sent him down again, optioned him to AAA. Uh, he has one of the best fastballs in baseball and uh, bullpens tend to be a little bit wonky. So it hasn't been good so far, but it's only a 30 game sample of this bullpen. I think there's uh, probably better days ahead for them. 
They were a decent bullpen last year before they traded everybody away. No right. reason they couldn't add a piece or two at the deadline and make a run in a wide open central. I am not a Brewers believer whatsoever. Uh, we're going to talk about the Brewers later, but th- this lineup uh, is still bottom six in most hitting categories, and that's not going to cut it for the full 162 now that their pitching has fallen off a little bit. Okay, on to fading the public or not. We'll find out. So one game we identified, if you download the Action app, we talked about this off the top. If you're one of the lucky folks, if you leave a nice rating, you could get one of the Action Pro subscriptions. And one of those edges is you find out where folks uh, are putting their money and where the money's coming in. And one game we found that was striking in terms of the public side, 77% of the bets, 82% of the dollars on the Cincinnati Reds over those Chicago White Sox. My God, that game. So that was the game featured on ESPN plus yesterday. So I had the luxury of putting that on and I, I had the twins live later in that game and I was sweating it out. I know Zarillo was on Chicago. He was on one of those dogs yesterday and wow, the White Sox, they, Colin Whitchard said they might never lose again, but wow, they had several opportunities in extra innings and totally did not take advantage. And somehow the twins got out of there with a five run win, four run win. White Sox going to White Sox, I guess. Are we into the Reds? Despite the fact, Charlie, they are getting all the love from the people. Public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? Yeah, I think that this is a good time to get them here. The Reds are like quietly playing pretty well at home. They're nine and six and Hunter Green's on the mound. And he's a pitcher that I've been backing since he came up in the majors last year. And he's starting to figure it all out right now. Five plus innings in three of his last four starts and 10 plus strikeouts in two of them. His biggest issue, as we've seen consistently, has been falling behind in hitters and then either serving up a fastball or walking them. And then with Ducks on the Pond, just things go awry. He's kind of figuring all his stuff out. But when you look at just like his advanced metrics, expected batting average around that 210 mark and expected slugging, huge decrease from last season. And he's generating a lot of whips, whiffs. I like the chances here of Hunter Green really putting an end to this White Sox lineup that is abysmal, quite frankly, like aside from... Bob, Luis Bob, as DeBundo likes to call him, and Eloy Jimenez. There's not much I love in this White Sox lineup. Obviously, Anderson is now back, but Hunter Green also has a 394 Babbitt. Uh, he's getting Babbitt to death, so that's going to come back and positively regress on his end. Lance Lynn, on the other hand, not really a pitcher I'm looking to buy right now. I He's just not the same pitcher as, as the last few years. You know, bottom 20% in hard hit rate and expected slugging is near 500 right now, so it's horrible. His command is just off nothing's changed in his arsenal. He's just, as he can't locate the zone. He's getting hit extremely hard. It's he's having a 46.7% hard hit rate, which is 10% higher than his career worst last, you know, in his career. So he's just getting tattooed. There's no difference about it. And while the Reds offense, isn't anything to really gawk at, I think they're able to scratch a few here. I trust Hunter green to continue rolling as he has the last month. And, you know, the Reds, get another win and go to 10 and six at home while the White Sox continue to lose in dramatic fashion. Reds offense, Anthony has been slumping here the last couple of games. They did run into San Diego on the road. Are they in a good spot here at home uh, going, coming back from the West coast? Yeah, it would be Reds or nothing for me. I have not bet this game. Uh, the bullpen advantage is notable here. I mean, the team has a good bullpen, but the White Sox had to use all of it the last couple of days, especially yep. yesterday in that 12 inning thriller with Minnesota. Uh, where they should have won, but Hans Alberto swung at a pitch that hit him. Sorry, call it, to Colin. Call that, did, you, did you just call that a thriller? Uh, it, it was a thriller. I was. Thrilled it was at how bad each offense was in extra innings. <laughs> how about uh, Billy Hamilton was, bunting? 
Billy Hamilton bunting pop up with two outs and the back to back pop out bunts by both teams. Can I ask yeah. both? Of you, I'll put you on the spot. What was the total for that game pregame? Seven and a half. Oh wow! So yeah, oh yeah, it died in extras, extras. Mm-hmm. and it yeah. went over in extras. Yeah. Classic under that falls apart because of extra innings. Keep going. Yeah, well, we've had a couple of those with the A's the other night too. Same uh, night before against yeah. Seattle, but yeah, I'm, uh, here's the thing: these are the two worst offenses in the league by expected woba. Uh, so I think we kind of expected the Reds could be down there. We didn't expect the White Sox to be down there. One problem for the White Sox, they swing at bad pitches more than any offense in baseball. Their lowest or highest chase rate in baseball, lowest uh, lowest discipline. And that's a, that'll help Hunter Green because the, the, but the biggest problem for Hunter Green is that, yes, his stuff is electric, it's dynamite, but he allows really hard contact because if you look at his heat maps, like his fastball – He's either up in the zone, which is where he needs to be, but when he sits a little lower, and you can see there's like a hot spot right in the middle of the right in the middle of home plate, uh, he gets hit very hard. Uh, and so if you you know throw right down the middle to this White Sox lineup, they have plenty of sluggers. So that is the only thing that's a little scary. But uh, bullpen advantage for the Reds today, rest advantage for the Reds, starting pitcher advantage for the Reds. Uh, it would be Reds or nothing. Maybe it's a good time to do a home run parlay with the Reds, who are third to last in baseball. Certainly a good a good ballpark for it. Yeah, definitely a friendly, hitter friendly ballpark. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who, who do we got today? Spencer Steer, Jake Fraley, <laughs> Jake Fraley. <laughs> uh, Reds twenty one home runs in thirty one games, which is third to last in baseball. Just throwing that out there, someone might want to do a home run parlay and maybe let us know. Um, let's go. Let's move on to our favorite <laughs> underdogs. Ch- Charlie, why are you laughing? I'm a, I'm not talking. About, well, maybe I am talking about you. Because um, I, I didn't let you know. Okay, sure. Yeah. Char- Charlie Desterco hit an unbelievable. What was it? Three player home run parlay. Yeah, it was same a three like same game parlay that hit by the third inning. Uh, it was Casey Wentz game one of the doubleheader, and I took Javi Baez, Eric Haas, and Tommy Pham, and it was a fifteen dollar wager to net three and a half k. So I was on cloud nine for all of fifteen seconds before I had to produce Green Dot Daily and then watch the next two days as my bets. I'm like seven and twenty five, but as as is life when you win a big bet, it just crashes. <laughs> I feel like the crash has happened too when there's a day slate because you're like, oh, perfect. It's like I'm just rolling right into the into the afternoon, and then it just starts to gradually crumble. And then the Red Sox and Blue Jays were the last game of the day yesterday, and they were at six. So yeah, you didn't have to you didn't have to sweat anything out late night in baseball on Thursday, but. Yeah, I wanted to save that to the end, but I figured we'd get to it. Yeah, I mean, I've been asked for home runs that's you know nonstop since that's happened. I'm not like a home run genius, you know, like I, I just like I bet based on matchups and total bases. And then I thought to myself, why not? Let's throw a lottery ticket down on this game one where I thought both pitchers stunk and have high barrel rates. And then, then I just like, you know, I I, I, I threw a, something against the wall and it stuck. Um, but yeah, I, I, I know Matt Mitchell wants me to give out one, which we'll give out later. OK, in the show. Save yeah, save I have one home yeah. run to give out. But OK. The author, the author of Dinger Tuesdays, had enough of this, and he wants to to move on. I'm filling in for him uh, in two weeks. Yeah, I think. I'm going on vacation in a few weeks. Charlie's oh, uh, perfect. I'm taking, perfect. I'm taking for his job. I'm going for his job. All right, I'm going to be the EPL soccer guy next. <laughs> <laughs> 
Baseball betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from ensuance. Excludes Michigan, disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, call or text Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. So let's move on to underdogs. And Charlie, you are on, you have an angle on the Nationals today. Where's my dog? Uh-huh, where's my dog? Yeah, why not get more ugly after the Cincinnati Reds and go with the Washington Nationals over the first five innings? I've been betting Josiah Gray all season long, and it's been working out for me. Uh, you know, he's had his barrel rate cut down on his hard hit rate nearly 10%. It was a matter, only a matter of time before Gray really figured out in the big leagues, and I think that he's going to continue to do so, right? His biggest issue is that he has a lack of command sometimes, and he'll walk a lot of batters, and that's a bit concerning against the Arizona Dimex, who love to steal but his expected batting average has gotten even better this season. It's almost below 200. And his expected slugging has dropped nearly 100 points. So I just love Josiah Gray, who's been able to get out of jams consistently, who's actually you know, commanding the zone somewhat well and limiting hard contact. And against Merrill Kelly, who quite frankly has been a disaster this season after last year, was one of our favorite pitchers to back because we'd always get him at plus money. He's really struggling with his command at near 15% walk rate. And his expected ERA is nearly two and a half runs higher than his actual ERA. His barrel rate still fine. But like you look at his numbers and, and there's a lot of concerns. His expected batting average is near 270. His expected slugging is jumping up to win his, to his 2021 numbers where he struggled a lot to just limit hard contact. And he's throwing his change up more and his fastball less. Maybe it has to do with something with, how he was in the World Baseball Classic and, and the quick turnaround. He's just struggled to really adjust. Fastball was his money pitch last year, and, and now he's shying away from it a little bit, and his velocity has decreased a couple ticks. So I don't want to get into it with the Nationals' bullpen. You know, we saw them blow the lead to Chicago last night before winning on a walk-off home run. I'm just going to go with the better pitcher here, Gray over Kelly, and I think the offenses are, you know, I, Arizona has a slight edge, but at plus 145, I make this closer to like 120. So I'm going to take them. Okay. Debundo, favorite underdog for tonight's slate. Yeah, I like Houston. Uh, quick about Josiah Gray. Uh, he yep. had a really, really, really bad fastball that was getting crushed repeatedly. He's throwing it less now, focusing more on the slider and the curveball. 
It's really worked well for him. I generally agree. They do have the roof open tonight, though, in Arizona. That's worth about a run. Uh, so I did bet the over at eight and a half. If it comes back to about nine, even money, I would bet the over. Right now, sitting around nine minus 120, uh, I would pass. But uh, definitely a huge difference in run environment in Arizona with the roof open versus closed. So make note of that before you bet Arizona totals. I like Houston plus 120 on the road at Seattle. Look, Luis Castillo's been dominant. The strikeout rate's up, the walk rate's down. I'm a little concerned it's a little bit fool's gold right now. Castillo has notoriously been a slow starter because his velocity doesn't quite get there until June or July. And right now, his velocity's down. Uh, he was sitting 97 last season with his fastball. He's sitting 95 now. And that's a big difference. It's a, it's a noticeable difference, and the whiff rates are uh, are actually down on the fastball. He's, his other pitchers are doing better. So I think Castillo is a little bit of a limited pitcher. You're paying a premium here on, on Luis because of the improved uh, results. Uh, but Christian Javier, pitcher that Charlie and I have been on plenty this season, I think almost every start it feels like with Javier, uh, somebody who has a little bit of a home run problem, but where's the yeah. power in the Seattle lineup? Because right now we've seen Julio Rodriguez's chase rate is way up. His whiff rate continues to be uh, sitting around where it was last year. So his pitch selection is worse and his contact quality is much worse. And his regression, I don't know if he's injured or if it's, you know, just, you know, that sophomore slump that you see when pitchers adjust. But his, you know, decline from this lineup, Teoscar Hernandez's strikeout rate is way up. There's a lot of red flags in this Mariners lineup. It's pretty much been Kalanick carrying them and, and the rest of the team has been very mediocre. And as much as I've just shit on the Seattle lineup, Houston is actually worse. They have the fourth fewest barrels in Major League Baseball. The Houston Astros, the defending World Series champions. Uh, so that is a little bit concerning, too, for Houston, uh, who does project better against lefties as well. But I think this is close to a coin flip game. Uh, Houston, their lineup still projects considerably better than Seattle's, even though they haven't hit like it thus far this season. So no no interest in the under seven? I know Zarello's on the under seven for today. I, I would need seven and a half. Yeah, it's it, I, just, just to like... Add well, I'm, just, I'm just going off what you said. That's all. Yeah, I mean, I certainly see the case for it, 100%. Uh, but, given how bad these offenses have been, Jose Abreu is like trying to fix a problem that they think they found in his swing. Wow. Uh, he might just be done. Uh, so that's definitely a hole. And then, you know, you look at the six to nine of this lineup, and it's just not that impressive. Chaz was off to a great start. He gets hurt. Bregman has not been slugging. Mm-hmm. Altuve, of course, still out. So th- there are holes in this lineup right now that you can exploit. First yeah. five totals at three and a half, which is the lowest on the slate too. Yeah, I, I, it's also interesting just adding on to that. Like if it, if you don't, I'm on the Astros as well. But if you want to bet like, you know, the under, like both pitchers, as Devonda's mentioned about Luis Castillo, that there's could be a paper tiger type deal with how his he's successful right now this year. But Javier also has some concerns with barrel rate, always has been. So like if you want to bet, the, if, you, if you want to bet the under, don't bet the Astros because I feel like both game scripts project pretty similarly and that's why i'm on like the plus money with the astros as opposed to the under here because you know javier is the better pitcher in this matchup at least to me and while both offenses might have their issues you know the ball could fly both pitchers have some barrel rate concerns sometimes javier's fastball has been getting hit pretty hard i don't really understand that uh the, the locations are maybe a little bit too middle middle but uh that's surprising to me i don't really expect it to last still grading out pretty well by stuff as well so I still believe in Javier. I know he's had, you know, like you said, the home run problem, but I still believe. Yeah, so do I. I, I he, he just has had the home run problem the last couple of years at times. Like, that's the way that the people beat him is by hitting home runs because other than that, it's usually limiting hard hit rate or striking out because he's been so dominant with his stuff. 
Four straight games, Christian Javier has allowed a home run. Five and 28 innings. 28 and two-thirds innings. Okay, as we normally do, a couple more bets. And I have a one more for the road. You both just hit on Houston, so we can skip that. Houston's the pick uh, on the for the underdog play for DeBundo. Charlie, you're in agreement there. You're both, well, shocker here, DeBundo's on the Phillies. You're on Zach Wheeler against Chris Sale tonight, Red Sox, Phillies. It's not just Celtic Sixers this weekend, right across the street. Uh, at Citizens Bank Ballpark, it's Chris Sale and Zach Wheeler tonight, and you like Philadelphia, Charlie. Charlie, yeah, no, I like I like Philadelphia here. Uh, Chris Sale, I just like do not buy that he's a changed pitcher by any means. I miss BJ. Uh, and yeah, BJ, yeah, BJ at BJ Cunningham. Uh, barrel rate still ten percent. The Phillies always project better against left-handed pitching than not. I the, the Red Sox just had a, a taxing series with. Toronto, I think the Phillies come in here and are able to get the job done. I, I trust Wheeler, and I'll let DeBundo kind of take rain into that a little bit more. And then just quickly, my other two bets. Brewers first five, me and DeBundo bet this right before the show. Corbin Burns should not be minus a 120 over the first five against Sean Mania, despite the concerns that the we might have with the Brewers offense. I do think that they project a little bit higher than 120 here, especially with Corbin Burns on the mound. And the last, save the best for last, uh, per our one of our producers, Matt Mitchell's request, I'm told to give out a home run play because of my home run play. So in honor of that, I'm going with Matt Chapman against my favorite pitcher to fade, Rich Hill. I'm also going to be on his over one half total bases. Matt Chapman has absolutely crushed left-handed pitching this year. Look at his numbers. He's got a 1460 OPS, hitting 536, 893 slugging. So Crushing left-handed pitching, four doubles, two home runs, and 15 hits. Rich Hill, nearly a seven expected ERA and a 570 expected slugging, nearly a 15% barrel rate. The list goes on and on with how I'm looking to fade Rich Hill. Probably will take George Springer as well. I think the balls fly in Toronto, so I think Chapman is more than live to get one out of the park today. Okay. Rich Hill, no home runs allowed last two starts, but he had a, it was a problem in early part of April to the mid part yes. of April. Going with my boy Matt Chapman with me and DeBundo being on him since 2018, 2019. We've been on the yeah, Matt Chapman, Chapman trade. So finally coming around here. All right, Anthony, final thoughts. I know you've got a lot of what Charlie just said. And you, you mentioned the Cubs earlier, but anything else you'd like to uh, offer? Besides, and no Celtic Sixers game three stuff. <laughs> I'm 1 0 on NBA bets given out on the baseball podcast. So I hope you guys had Sixers plus 10 on Monday night. That was uh, sweat free. Yeah. Uh, that being said, let's talk some Chris Sale because Chris <laughs> Sale's slider is uh, is the notorious pitch that made him an ace for so long. That same slider has an 87, 87 stuff plus this season. That is a terrible, terrible pitch, uh, and that's a concern. His fastball is now below average. His sinker is below average. Uh, his changeup is below average. He does not have a single above average pitch. You compare that to Zach Wheeler who had a little bit of a shaky start again last uh, similar to last season, uh, this season, but just registered his best stuff rating and best outing of the season against Houston last weekend. I am a believer that Wheeler is quote-unquote back and, and has figured some things out, uh, and I think the Phillies are cheap as a result. Also, rest advantage for the Phillies. Head off yesterday. Boston had a pretty sweat-free win, but did have to use some of their bullpen as well. Mm-hmm. So given the uh, split advantage, I like the Phils at home, land minus 160. Uh, even though Masataki Yoshida is going to win uh, all of the awards because he's amazing. And yeah, Sixers plus two and a half. 
my second <laughs> bet of the, of the season on the show. Is it a two and a half now? It is. Oh. I wonder if it gets to three. You don't think so? No. I have no idea. You, I'm not, you, I don't really bet there, the NBA. So might as well. <laughs> Our NBA, I'm the NBA sorry, as the NBA the expert of the show, uh, I have no idea. Okay, gents, that's it. We got to go. As a reminder, please uh, leave a five-star rating and review. Tell us why you like the show, who your favorite analyst is, host works too, producer, whoever you'd like. And we will uh, pick a winner, draw a winner, and because it's 100 episodes of Payoff Pitch. And you can get uh, the choice of an item from our Action Network merch site or a one-year pro subscription of the award-winning Action Network app. For Charlie Disturco, Anthony DeBundo, Brendan Glasheen, you all have a great weekend. Enjoy the slate today. We're back Monday, Tuesday, and Friday of next week. Thanks for listening to Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast presented by BetMGM. Talk to you next week. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.